as I, as I said, before I get started, I just want us to just kind of think about and just contemplate on the things that's going on in this world. It's so easy for us to kind of get, live in somewhat of a malaise. You know, sometimes we wonder what's really going on around, around us. And I, and I think about this thing. You know, we're so fixated. We're so, you know, we're, there's a lot of people that are struggling with what's going on around us. There's a lot of people that are, are, are just being suffocated by circumstance. But I just want to encourage you today that God is still alive and never give up. You know, as I start with my message, in, in a society focused on green energy, conservation of resources is our highest priority. We have used and abused and wasted precious resources here, yet the struggle goes on. See, sadly, we are experts in the, in the wasting of other resources as well. Well, what are you talking about, Elder? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, although our global resources are strained, so are we as seeing deficiencies in the spiritual realm. Faith, hope, and the human spirit are severely compromised. Why is this? As with our global resources, hmm, we are undergoing a severe crisis spiritually. See, God has provided unlimited access to resources for our disposal, yet we look elsewhere, hmm, refusing to take advantage of this blessing. As a result, our anemic spirituality has reduced us to a stale, feeble, and powerless existence. Are miracles still happening around us? Hmm. Is there people with any hope left around us in this dark and resource-strained world? Do we still believe in Jesus today? Hmm. The Bible reminds us in Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you what? wherever we go. See, in a world spiraling out of control, it's easy to get distracted and discouraged. We sometimes forget the promises given to us. We forget that we have access to all power. We all have been asked. You know, all we have to do is ask. As our God through his son performed miracles that should give us all exhilarating hope, we must remember an all-powerful and all-loving God is, is patiently awaiting our trust. In him, he has given us a lifeline, a stark intervention, a dramatic rescue out of this mess. Hmm. All he is asking for us is a hopeful glare comprising of a mustard seed faith that will be life-changing forever. See, follow along as I share this message entitled, Just a Glance. Let's, let's please bow your heads. Father in heaven, please be with me as we uh, break bread of life together. You fill us with your spirit this day. Amen. Just a glance. See, 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 we, 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 we look around this and we, we live in a world that's, that's steeped in skepticism. You know, I've never thought in my life that the questions that we're raising today will be discussed. For, question, like, like for example, is there a difference between a man and a woman? Or, or was, was, was marriage really ordained by God? Or should this country's true history be taught? Or, or is global warming real? Think about this thing. Here it is, mid-October. I haven't seen a snowflake nowhere. It ain't cold. I'm not complaining. Actually, climate change has been a benefit for us here in Michigan. But anyway, that's not the point. The fact of the matter is things are going on around us. Is God real? Is the Bible real? Is the spirit of prophecy true? People are haggling over these things. And on and on and on. Why is all this skepticism? Well, 
This is nothing new. But let's go to the Bible. Genesis chapter 3, if you have your Bibles, open up with me. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. It says, but the serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die. Hmm. For God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open. And that is you will gain a greater awareness and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. What was the devil doing here? The devil was planting seeds of doubt on God's credibility because God said it. But the devil was saying he, he didn't really mean what he was saying, that, that, that there's something else, there's other information out there that, that he wasn't really telling you the full truth. And that's what we see precipitated here in 2023. Many people question the Bible. They question, is this true? They question his word. They question him on every turn. Is this real? Hmm. Well, let's, let's, let's see some examples. Let's go. And, and the first one is, is the time of Noah repeated. We see that the pit of restoration reminds us that as time passed with no apparent change in nature, men whose hearts had at times trembled in fear began to be reassured. And here, this is what she says that really stands out today. They reasoned, as many reason now, that nature is above the God of nature, and that her flaws are so firmly established hmm, that God himself could not change them. So many times we reason in this world. So many times we, we try to use our, do you realize we are, do you realize that after Babel, let me just give you, we go have a history lesson today. Do you realize after Babel, we were created with unlimited uh, uh, intellect. Do you know that? We had 100% of our, our, our brain capacity at that time. But up until that time, God said, you guys are so hard headed, I'm gonna put a governor on you. Anybody who, who's a mechanic know what that means? That's what he did with us. Now, you look around us. Now, you want to have an idea how smart we were? Look at what we've done with that governor. Think about that. But see, but they, they reasoned. They manifested their contempt for the, the warning of God by doing just as they, that they had done before with the warnings. And we see that today. We're living our life. We're just going on as though nothing will change. But yet everything is changing around us, like our weather, like the political climate, like how we treat each other. There's change going on, but we just walk. We just roll out of bed, go to work, go to school, do our life as though nothing is about to happen. And see, we, we have to remember that we serve a God that is not limited by what he created. See, time was created entity. See, people, you know. You know, Einstein, you know, many people who take physics. I'm going to understand time, the theory of relativity. See, see, the time, the theory of relativity is based on the fact that it was perpetual. God created time. He stepped outside of time. God said time was necessary to eradicate sin. That's why man is so confused today. We need to study our Bible. Now we go next the children of Israel. And now I'm going to focus on them in a minute. See, feeling the helplessness and the absence of their leader. They returned to, to their old superstitions. The mixed multitude we're talking about here had been the first to indulge in murmuring and impatience, and they were leaders of apostasy that followed. Among the objects regarded by the Egyptians was the symbols of deity. There was an ox or calf, and it was at the suggestion of these who had practiced this form of idolatry in Egypt that a calf now needed to be needed to be re-erected. Re we see the same thing today. People are, are, are worshiping stuff that God created instead of the creator himself. 
We see the people are worshiping, they're worshiping their jobs. People are worshiping literal stuff. That's the, we have the whole occult thing where people are worshiping images and, and, and things. And, and we, don't think, we don't think this thing is it's weird. We need to be aware. We need to be awake on what's really going on. I was reading, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real frank about it. I'm real today. I, I was reading just the other day how a senator was, was, dis- was uh, expressing her disdain for, for uh, one, of, one of our singers who are practicing the occult. They were heavily into witchcraft. And, and people wonder, why is, she, why is she so involved in this thing? And, 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 and the person's Taylor Swift. You know, we, all this, we see all this, this, this Swifties, the Swifties. People get caught up in the music. But do you realize that the devil was the expert in music? And the devil said that if you worship me, I'll give you things on this earth. But they don't recognize that the devil was a created foe. He's created being. God created him. And there's nothing he has over our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We have to understand that even with the children of Israel, we see that yet another example, that when you forget your past, you struggle to see your future. Past is a place of reference, not residence. And so many times we struggle with this. So, so why, why, do we, why are we here? Why do we have this mindset? Why do we struggle with this thing today? Well, God gave us a special gift. One, the greatest gift given to all humans, we all know this, is what? The ability to make an independent decision. We are the only creatures created with this special ability. Many people try to align me up. You know, that's, that's what amazes me. And many times I talk on evolution. And many times I talk to various uh, people who, who try to push their theories on me. And, and I'm like, I'm not a monkey. My mama and my daddy, we didn't come from monkeys. I don't have any relationship with a monkey. So what? He can stand up for a minute. And yeah, I like, I like bananas. But that don't make me a monkey. I think. I have an intellect. I can worship. You, you, let, you try to get a, a, a monkey to worship. He's just waiting for the next banana. But anyway, so, so, so we're the only creatures created with that special ability. God crafted man out of the earth. See, everything was created and spoken but us. There's a separation there. See, when we go, you know, the Christian education, uh, Sister White tells us that the Holy Spirit will not compel men to take a certain course of action. We are, we are free moral agents. And when sufficient evidence is, 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 is given to us, it is our duty, but it's left to us to decide our course. See, what we have to understand is that God does not possess us. He does not force himself on us. See, as a result, we can choose to believe what we want or not. We could choose to believe that there's no God or devil. We could even believe that there's no sin problem. We could believe that, that we could even choose to live outside of his, his grace given to us. We could, choose, we could believe what we want. You got people running around believing what they want. You can watch social media. It's amazing to me. You got people thinking, you got these furries. I, 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 I never have seen anything like, like that in my life. When they had this convention down right over here, and, and, and they had all these people in these costumes looking like rabbits and bunnies, and, 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 and I'm thinking, what's going on with that? They had a convention, people who were stepping out to... Well, I won't go there. But you have people who want to believe anything. They believe that they're werewolves. They believe that they're, that, that, you know, you can believe what you want. But God still gives us enough evidence and enough faith to know that he is real and he loves us. But here's our struggle. And this is part of the problem. is our warfare is against us. Nobody else. It's not your mama. It ain't your daddy. 
It ain't, your, it ain't your brother, your sister. It ain't your children. It's us. The spirit of prophecy tells us that the warfare against self is the greatest battle that will ever be fought. The yielding of self, surrendering all to the will of God, requires a struggle. It's not easy. I'm not going to deny it. It's, it's difficult. You know, when, you, when you're on a diet and, 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 and somebody brings a piece of, piece, of, piece of cake, that ain't easy. And if they're lying to you, they tell you it is. Yeah, I love it. I, my, 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 my struggle, and I'll make it personal, is, is, I, is donuts. I love me some donuts. In fact, Dom's donuts. My, my daughter's up at U of M, and, I mean, up at Eastern, and, and, it's, and, it, and unfortunately, it's, it's placed right down the street. So, so every time I drop her off, it's like, it's like this still small voice, Lord, is that you? Donuts. But we have to understand the government of God is not as Satan would make it appear and found upon the blind sub sub submission. See, God has basically created us intelligent beings. He says that, it says that, that if, if appeal, he appeals to our intellect. He doesn't like unreasoned control. He doesn't like us to just do because we do. He wants us to think about what we're doing. Come, upon, come to me, he says, and let us reason together as the creator is the creator's invitation in Isaiah 118. God does not, and he will not, force his will on his creatures. He wants us. He cannot accept a homage that is not willingly and intelligently given. That's the way he is. So, so then what? What, what, is our, what is our recourse? Well, if this is true, what do we need to do? Well, what is our default? Because we know what we default to here. Well, let's, let's go to the Bible. And, 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 and it's a sad testimony, but we go, we go to talk about this today. And our, our memory verse, our, our, our scripture reading in Numbers 21, and I'm going to start from the beginning. It says, then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea and, and, and to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of people were very discouraged on the way. And the people bespoke against God and, and against Moses. And, and, and why have you brought us out of Egypt, and, you know, to die in the wilderness? Now, remember I just told you earlier that some, some, sometimes we forget our past. These folks were in slavery. They were getting beat up, beat down, woke up when you didn't feel like getting woke. How many times you want to roll out of bed, you're sleeping good, and somebody come? I mean, we have some military people here, my brother, and, and you have some military, where, where five, four in the morning, they come, they come clinging pots and pans. Get up, everybody! You got to get out of bed now. Get your senses together. Put your bed together and get out here, out, out this building and line up. Yes, sir. That's what, but we, we don't do that. We, we, we were so lazy, we, we, don't even, we couldn't even relate to something like that. They were complaining, they were grumbling. Remember that, the situation outside of Eden. They, had, they were 40 years removed from, 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 from the great disappointment that occurred in Satan, you know, that occurred. And, and, and they were basically, remember, when the 12 spies went into Egypt, I mean, went into uh, Canaan land. What, what happened? What's that? Yeah, they did what? Ah, so, 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 so 10 came back with a what? A bad report. And so we see that as a result of that experience, as a result of their lack of faith, God said, you guys aren't going into that land. So, so I, I'm, I'm going to preserve you, but you ain't going in there. 
because of your lack of faith. And we see that they were out there. And it says that the Bible tells us in verse 4, it says, Then they journeyed. Thank you, sir. Then they journeyed around the, uh, uh, Mount Horeb in a way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. Now, the land of Edom, God told them as a people, he said, listen, we have to understand the dynamic that goes on here. That you still had the, the, the pillar in the day that shielded them from the sun. You still had the sun at night that gave them warmth in the midst of the, of the desert. They were in the middle of a desert. Also, they're grumbling and complaining. Do you realize that the Bible clearly tells us that there was none sick among them, that their feet didn't swell from hiking too much. The shoes never wore out. From, from walking. The clothes was never tattered. You, you, you wear the same suit three weeks in a row and see what happens. Don't change your drawers and see what happens. Okay, I won't go there. But, but my fact of the matter is, we see that, that nothing broke down. Nothing got worn. They were out there with the same stuff, but it was fresh every single day. That's a miracle. Many times in this life, we go through this life and we, we, we complain about our circumstances. I want more money. Well, the fact that you still live it, the fact that you are capable of gaining more money, God is protecting you because you could be in a box. That we're all saying that the same people who tell us, I wish I knew them longer. When I'm here, they ignore me. But that's another story. But the fact of the matter is. That, that, that we have to understand that, that God is blessing us in spite of our circumstances. The fact that we're still alive, the fact that we're still in the midst, the fact that we're still in the land of the living. God is saying, your time ain't up yet. You have opportunities. They complain. They grumble. They, 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 and, and, and it got to a point where, where so the Lord said he sent my fiery servants. Now, remember, early in the verse, it says that they, uh, out of Egypt to die in the wilderness, they were complaining about the food. There was no food, no water. That's not true. They had food. God was feeding the manna. They just got tired of it. Look, we got, I don't know what this stuff is. It's sustaining us, but we were used to our, our, our turkey legs and, and, and our ham hocks. And, and we, wanted, we, wanted, we wanted stuff to stick to the ribs. That's what they were complaining about. God was still sustaining them, but that was enough. And then this Lord says in, in verse 6, it says, So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of them died. Therefore the people came to Moses. They recognized what was going on. They said, you know what? We, we were wrong. See, sometimes we bring trouble among ourselves. See, see, we must trust in God's direction. We complicate our lives not trusting in God's uh, choosing his way. Had the people been brought into trial, trusted in God. Now we talk about Edom. They, the reason why they were going around Edom is because they were, they were grumbling and mumbling so much that, that when, when, by the time they decided to go to this king, they asked the king, can we have safe passage through your country? The king told them, no. No, you can't come up in here. So they, they said, so they went back and said, well, what are we going to do? And the Lord says, go ask him again. And then and, and they crumbled and complained. And they went and sent another letter to the king. King, can, we, look, this time they, they, they were very specific. King, we're not going to do nothing. All we're going to do is pass through. We ain't going to touch your stuff. We ain't going to drink all your water. We won't, we won't pull, pluck any of your fruit. We just want to pass through. Uh, and the king came back. No, you can't come up in here. Why? Because we, we talk about our witness here as a church. We're talking about that in the Sabbath school class. We realize that they had heard about the miracle of the Red Sea. They had heard about, the, about, about all of these, how, how God had preserved them and protected them all this time. And they were fearful 
of them. But the, but the spirit of penetration tells us that, that had the people, when brought into trial, trusted in God, the captain of the Lord's host would have led them through Edom. And the fear of, the, of them would have been rested upon inhabitants. God is basically saying that, yeah, they're scared of y'all. Or they will be scared of y'all. Y'all scared of them, but with me, I'm leading and directing you. We have to understand, we were talking about that in Sabbath school this morning. We were saying, is it fearful to go out to knock on doors? It, it, no, it's not, it's not a sin because you're scared. The sin comes in activity, trusting God. Let him lead you. You'll be amazed at what you can do when God is before you. No man can stand against you. So they, 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 they squabble and complain, and then we all know what happens. See, often it's our default is the fear of man versus the fear of God. And again, like I said, sometimes we bring stuff on ourselves. We, we, you know, sometimes the adversity they brought on was, was, was strictly because of their, 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 their complaining. Numbers 21, the Israelites experienced victory over the Canaanites, but soon fell back into grumbling and complaining. God's people brings a plague, or God brings a plague of snakes upon the people, and it's a divine judgment. Their grumbling against God was in their downfall, but the people begged for mercy. That's interesting. The snakes that the Bible talks about, now I'm a researcher, so sometimes I like to figure out, well, what's, 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 you know, what is it really saying? Do you realize that many Bible scholars feel that the snakes that came into their camp were puff adders? Anybody heard of puff adder? Puff adders have a certain type of venom called cytotoxic venom. Cytotoxic venom breaks down skin. It breaks down flesh. It basically, if they bit them, the, the, the skin will dissolve like, 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 like wax. And, and it'll break down, forming these big fissures, which are very, very, very painful. It's a painful death. That's what they were bitten by. But in the midst of judgment, God always what? provides mercy. See, Moses was told by God to, bring, to make a bronze serpent and lift it up uh, the pole uh, uh, to the snakes. Now, now another thing that's interesting I, I want to point out in this story, do you think God just created snakes just for them? You don't think so? The fact of the matter is that there's more, they're, they're in the middle of the desert. They're in the middle of nowhere. But God was, just the same thing I was telling you before, how their clothes didn't worn. They weren't sick. They didn't need hospitals. They didn't need pharmacies. They didn't need any of this stuff. It's the same thing. God had him a protection around them. All of the critters, the scorpions, the snakes, the, 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 the lions and tigers, all that stuff was outside the camp. But then as they grumbled, just like with us, he said, you know what? Okay, fine. I'm going to move my hand of garment of protection in just a little bit more and allowing all that he was allowing all that was out there access to them in there and that's where this thing came about God says I'm going to remove my hem of protection and then all and the minute he did that now they were besought with all of these vipers coming in and biting the people and they were and, and there was bit. now the Bible is also very interesting many times we don't really pay attention to the level of detail but when you talk to the many scholars ask the question why bronze because they had other best precious metal they built a golden calf they had precious metals what's so special about bronze it has significance and we go talk about that now bronze is an alloy that's 90 percent copper and 10% tin. Starting out is added arsenic, and as it's heated up in a furnace, the fumes are toxic. When the furnace reaches a certain heat, it becomes a completely different material. The copper and tin can never be separated 
again. The bronze is a material that can't be found naturally. So basically a new entity is created. This is an interesting biblical lesson for us. Bronze is a mixture of two things that can't be separated, copper and tin. Copper represents Jesus as the divine son of God, but by itself, that's not enough. Tin represents Jesus as the son of man who became sin for us. So we see arsenic is a poison and it kills. Jesus became sin and it kills, but the way for the wages of sin is death. But as Jesus took on sin, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus said it the full penalty was met with his death. We see that when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he says that, that just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent, so the man, son of man must be lifted up. He was talking of the cross. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up, uh, to, up to uh, whosoever believes that may, they may have eternal life. We have to understand that, 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 that the only way we're going to get out of this situation today is what? Jesus Christ. When we were born again, on the way that Jesus told Nicodemus that we must be born again. We're in Christ, that no longer to be a living being. We're born again in the spirit of, of God, never to be separated again. Having eternal life, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Jesus was a human being who was truly God, but also truly man. Jesus had, had to endure the furnace of affliction on the cross. And from the moment something changed forever, as the copper and the tin came together, something he eternal happened, symbolizing the bronze. When men look on the cross, they, they, they no longer die as a result of the snake bite or the penalty of sin because now we're covered by his grace. What a, what a blessing to know that. See, see, we have to understand that the lifting up of the bronze serpent was to teach to Israel an important lesson that they could not save themselves from the sinful effect of sin. And this is what we're struggling with today. So many people say, I don't want to believe in the Bible. I don't want to believe in a God because I don't want nobody telling me what to do. Well, let me give you a newsflash. You, you, somebody go tell you what to do regardless of what you choose to believe. Do you go through red lights? Keep running through them and see what happens. Do you put your seatbelt on when you're about to fly to, to California? Tell the tell flight attendants, I ain't complying to this the, the demand. See what happens. We have laws in this world. Somebody's going to tell us something. It may not be what we agree with, but we're going to have to comply to exist in this world. The fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter what we believe. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we agree or disagree to do. The fact of the matter is, is that God's law is eternal, it's real, and we are going to be held accountable regardless of what we choose. God alone was able to heat them. He said, yet, yet they were required to show their faith in the provision of which they had made. They, they must look in order to, to, to live. And it was their faith that was accessible with God. And by looking upon the serpent, their faith was shown. They knew that there was no virtue in the serpent itself, but it was a symbol of Christ and the necessity of faith in which the merits was thus uh, presented to their minds. See, we have to understand so many times, this is what we do. Everything's so political today. I got my rights. I choose not to do that. That's the way we feel today. That's where we've become a society of, 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 of adversity. We become a society of, 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 of confusion. Everything, everything is, a, is a debate. Why don't you go left? No, I want to go right. Why don't you go up? No, I want to go down. You can't tell me what to do. That's what we've turned into. And that ain't nothing but the devil. 
Because God has already given clear direction in, in which way we should go. But he allows us to make our own decision, again, because we're free mole agents. But he still has given us instruction manual. Hitherto, many have brought their offerings to God. And I find the story very interesting as well because you had, if I was bit by a snake and I'm sore and I'm feel my, my, my insides, I'm dying. And then all, someone tells me, all you have to do is look and you'll, you'll, all your pain will go away. And they have people who refuse to even do that. They were in a mistake. They heard the, the pains in the next tense. They heard children dying. They heard people dying. They heard the, the cries of agony and the pain of the snake bites. But they still refused to look. That's the way we are today. The Bible is very clear to us. We have no prophecies if things are winding up. We see things are winding up quickly. We know that something is different. Our climate is different. Like I said before, it's October. I, it's not even cold. They said one time the water temperature off the coast of Miami was over 100 degrees, the temperature of a hot tub. That ain't normal. Things are going on in this world. We see the political structure, what's going on in Israel with Hamas and, and how hideous and cruel they are, killing children. That's not war. We know things are different than it was before. People always use that argument. Well, it's just a different time. No, it's getting worse. We were never this hideous that we are today. Things are happening quick. So we need to understand that how are we going to make it through this life? How are we going to survive this thing? Well, the key ingredient and what's missing in this world is faith. So many people want to do their own thing. The Bible tells us in, in, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, 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 we have to realize that God is a God of provision. Regardless of what we're dealing with in his life, God has already equipped us for, for a positive outcome. Did you know that? It don't matter if you're losing your house. It don't matter, that matter if, if you come back out of work and your car missing because it was repossessed. It don't matter if you lose your job. God still, there's no bottom with, with God. He will still resurrect. If he can resurrect a, a corpse, he can resurrect you. The Bible, what, what evolution struggle with is that the adaptation or compatibility for whatever nature needs is already built into any creature, creature that God has made. Provisions have been made for every problem that we will ever encounter in this life. Did you know that? He already knows what we'll ever need before we get there. There is nothing new to him. We, we sit there squabbling our clauses. Lord, why me? Why not you? Why me, Lord? Why are you putting me through all this? Because God is saying to you, because he said, listen, you have a very narrow way of looking through life. What I, see, see what, what you're dealing with is not necessarily just about you. There could be somebody within your sphere of influence that's watching how you handle that, that situation. It, it may be your brother, your sister, your, your child. And I, I'm, I'm working on their character, but I'm working that through you. We have to understand that when we deal with situations in this life, nothing catches God by surprise. There's no news flash to him. What do we need to ask is, Lord, what are, you trying to, what are you trying to tell me? What do I need to know? See, God is not a God of accidents. With him, with him luck doesn't exist. God does not elicit an oops, 
Everything that happens to us is by design. It's not just always about us. And when we get to that point in this life, then the things that we go through won't be as, as numbing. I've been there before. I've struggled through some things. I even asked the Lord, why are you doing this to me? But when the Lord starts to, to, to break some things down, then you begin to see. Even when he moves you out of your circumstances, you begin to look back on that thing and you realize how God was with you all along. But when you're in the midst of it, sometimes it's a struggle. You know, we even go back as far as, and I find this really interesting, when we talk about in Genesis 1.29, what is our original diet? What's our original diet? Fruits, nuts, and grains. So, so, so it says that it was vegetables that was added when? After sin. Now, why is that? Because God had provisions where he said, after sin, you're going to get sicker. After sin, now you're going to be exposed to things you are not going to be exposed to in my garden. Scientists have already identified 5,000 different types of phytochemicals that have protective and disease-preventive properties. God says, okay, y'all screwed up, but I'm still going to put provision. Even in the midst of their disobedience, even in the midst of, of, of the sin coming into this world, even with that, God put provisions for our longevity. Isn't that something? Because God is a God who provides. So, so we see that prayer is asking God for what we don't have. But praise is anticipating the blessing in advance. See, saying that I know he would do it. So many of us, we crumble with adversity. Lord, what's going to happen next? And God is just saying that, listen, your situation, look, I'm trying to work on your character. I don't care about your situation. I own a cat on a thousand hills. I, I could change your situation like, like that. A phone call would change your situation. You might, you might for those who, who play in a lottery, you know, you might get some numbers that could change your situation. I'm not encouraging that, but I know the numbers are very, 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 very high. It could change the situation very much in a very short period of time. But anyway, the fact of the matter is that, that God is not concerned about whatever we're dealing with. We have to trust him in everything we do. So, so, so faith is trusting God, believing that he loves us and knows what's best for us, for our good. Instead of our, our, our own, he leads us to choose his way. In place of our ignorance, he accepts his wisdom. In place of our weakness, his strength. You know, his strength. In place of our sinfulness, his righteousness. We, see, we, we, the, here's the thing. If God revealed everything there is to know about us, why would we need faith? If I already know what my outcome is going to be, why would I need him? That's, that's one of the challenges of, of the wealthy in this world. And so Lord even works on them. Lord says, okay, if the wealthy man, I can buy anything. Can you imagine going into a store and ha you have the ability to buy every item in that store? Everyone. So you say, well, what, what what's restricts you? What disciplines you not to do that? But, but the fact of the matter is, is God says, listen, I'm so good. I'm so, I'm so all-encompassing that, that even with all that stuff, we can reflect back on Steve Jobs, who laid up in his bed and said, I will replace everything that I have for life. There's always an end point there. It doesn't matter. We have never superseded that. Penavish Racing tells us that our lives, ourselves, are already his. Faith acknowledges his ownership and accepts his blessing. Truth, uprightness, purity have been pointed out as secrets of life's success. It is faith that puts us in possession 
with these principles. See, we have to understand, but faith, we have to understand that, that, that Hebrew, without faith it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he that is a rewarder of those things. A lot of people say, well, 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 well I, 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 I think he might do it, but I don't know. I, 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 I'll give it a try, but I'm not surely sure if he, you know, what's he gonna do for me, because I, I mean, I haven't been going to church, I haven't been studying my Bible, so, so I don't know how much you have to have faith that if you want to act, activate God's grace in your life, trust him. That's, why, that's one of the few things, even when the principles of tithing, it clearly states that he's asking, he, he encourages us. He says, trust me, test me. The God of the universe who created Adam is telling you and inviting you. To tr he said, just try me one time. If you don't believe me, just try me, test me. That's what he says. We have to trust him. Apart from faith, God is infinite. We are irrevocably finite. And there are accordingly things in which we must take by faith. It, to take God by his word is the most exalted exercise of which the human mind is capable. Did you know that? But there is no room in a perfect universe for a creature being uh, who, who lacks a faith in the ruler of it. I'm going to repeat this. There is no room in a perfect universe for a created being who lacks faith in the ruler of it. We have to get a point in our life. We have to reach a trajectory in our life where soon where we're going to have to trust God without, all, without access to, to information. We're going to reach a point in our life where we're going to have to say, Lord, I don't see the outcome, but I know that you are the creator of all things, that you're going to give me an outcome because I trust you. And that was the situation with, 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 with Job. When God spoke out of the whirlwind, he never answered Job's question. He just reminded Job of who he was. Sometimes we have to remember who God is. To seek is to better understand more fully his infinite character and his will in men. So I need, to understand, I need you to understand that, that God will honor our faith. Uh, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 5. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will do what? Direct your path. So we have to understand that prayer and faith are closely allied, that they need to be studied together. In the prayer of faith, there is a divine science. It is a science that everyone who would make his life work a success must understand. Christ says, what things whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. We must trust him. As I conclude this message, he, he makes it plain with, uh, of asking what, what must be according to his will. Yes, we, you know, we, we, have to be, we have to be practical in our prayers. You know, we, we, we can't, I can't be working a, 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 a $10 hour job and then I pray to the Lord to give me a mansion in the yacht. Lord, I want a mansion in the yacht and I want it tomorrow. God says, it's a trajectory for you to get to that point, young man. I'm not going to answer that prayer. But I will give you the skill to be able to build so that you may get to a point where you'll be able to buy your own mansion and a yacht. That's how our God works. He works with us. He works through us. He builds us up. He, but we have to understand that, that, that he's just not, a gun, he's not an ATM. I mean, one time I, I went to the ATM. This is back when I first started having a bank account. And, 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 and I was out and about, and I had my card, brand spanking new. And I didn't realize how them things worked at that time. I put my card in, and, and it came back. Eh, eh. 
Did I? So, so you know, whenever, whenever you, you get that little Princeton receipt out, you try to play it off. No, fool, you ain't got no money up in there. But anyway, but the fact of the matter is, we have to be real about this thing. We can't live a lie. We are in a predicament that we must make a choice to get out of this mess. The reality is that no one will go to hell because they didn't know. No one will go to hell because you didn't know. You will choose your way into hell. Our lives are nothing more than a plethora of choices. And so many times, and I've said this before up here, so many times we make so many excuses on our circumstances. We, 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 we say, Lord, how did I get here? Lord said, because you chose your way there. I didn't do it. You chose that woman. I told you to choose him. But you chose him. You, you, I, 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 I had inside, all the while I had in the corner, very intelligent, very, very, very quiet Joe. But you didn't want him. You, 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 you wanted the jock. You wanted, now, now I had a guy that nobody was interested in. But, but you, that was, he was all yours. But you went after the one where you had a lot of competition. And now you're trying to complain about it. God, that's the way we are sometimes. We have choices in this life. We, we, we will be lost by decision and not deception. We will make choices, and we have to open our eyes. Why am I in the situation I'm in? Because we made a poor choice at some point in time. But the thing is, it doesn't matter if you make a poor choice at some point in time, because God still will hear your prayer, regardless of what choice you've made. But God, help is, on, is needed. So as I conclude this message, Trust him in all things. Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto us. That's our first recipe for success in this world, is seeking God. Many people are so focused on education, which is a good thing. Many people are so focused on, on money, which is a good thing. You need money. People, I used to hear these preachers say, you know, go home and, and throw your wallet out the window and trust God. Well, that, that ain't biblical. I need money. Because God's going to come back to me and say, why were you listening to him? You need to listen to me. I have stewardship principles set up. All I said was give me 10% and you can have the rest. I didn't tell you to get rid of everything. Now you're out there struggling. Mm. Two, we must have faith. 1 Corinthians 2.5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Too often we rely on people. Too often we rely on, 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 on a circumstance. Too often we, 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 we wonder, you know, we, we ask ourselves, well, well, how did I get here? Why, why am I struggling, Lord? Why am I here? Because you didn't trust me. Do you realize that the Holy Spirit alerts you to every situation, danger, anything you're about to deal with? You know, the world equates this to a, a, a sixth sense. I just felt, it was just something felt different. I didn't feel, that person came around me and they just didn't feel right. It just felt different. That's the Holy Spirit. There ain't no such thing as no sixth sense. We need, to, as Bible Christians, we need to understand that God works with the just and the unjust. God is out there trying to pull all. He came to die for everyone. There's people out there that don't understand. They don't have the level of education or understanding of him and how he operates. But the fact of the matter is, that is our purpose. It's to let them know 
about the, about the word of God. And then finally, look to Christ. He's already there. Revelation 3.20 says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If you, anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Basically, the Bible is already telling us that I never left you guys. You, 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 you drunk, you're in a drunken stupor on the corner. But I'm still there with you. I'm just trying to get, remember I, last time I preached, I preached about Samson. Samson, okay, it's the pulpit, so I'm, 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 I'm not going to say the term that Samson really was. Just to say that Samson was very free with himself. There's other terms for that. But he was very free with, but yet God was still with him. It doesn't matter what you do, what your vice is. It doesn't matter where we are in this existence. All we have to do, if we come out of our drunken stupor or our high stupor, say, Lord, help me. Do you realize that there's, there's instances of people that, that, that smoke one joint, that's it, that's the last joint they ever smoke? Cigarettes, that people walked away from, from that habit, just cold turkey. Just, just, just don't do it no more. God will give you the power if you have faith in him. We have to trust him. And that's all I want to encourage you today is that this is a time in our lives where, where we have to reach a point. The only way our trajectory is going to change is if we set self aside, if we set personal stuff aside and we recognize our, our deficiencies, if we recognize our, our, our frugality, if we recognize our weaknesses, we can't do all this on our own. And you don't, you, you don't even wake yourself up in the morning. Do you make your heart beat? Anybody make their heart beat? Do you, do you, do you breathe? Do you make yourself breathe? Do you, I mean, I'm just saying, do you make your food digest? God already has pre-orchestrated things for us. We just have to trust him in everything. And that's all I came to talk to you about this morning, is that faith is paramount if we want to finish this work. And as we as a church talk about ministry, as we as a church talk about witnessing, as we as a church talk about our own, it starts, the min, witnessing starts at home. It starts in the morning. It starts with you, with me, with us. That's where it begins. And, you know, we don't have to have this elaborate program, but if we become spirit-filled, then it's contagious. Other people will look at us. Wow, they're, they're different. They, you know, they'll, they'll cuss you out. And, 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 and you'll be so tempted to cuss them out back. That's just the way we are. But when, they say, when you say, well, God bless you, there's something that happens with them. They, 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 they don't understand. They, 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 that's those not words and responses that's of the norm. Then they begin to recognize that you're different. That's the way we have to be in this world. Time is wrapping up, people. We, 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 this is not a time of, 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 of joy, of laughter and, and fun. And yeah, we, we, we come together in fellowship, yes. But if you haven't checked, do you realize that we've had, what, four, we have five major earthquakes in the last couple of weeks. There's, there's, there's societies getting wiped off the, the, the earth. You know, my wife and I had, it, it's not a really a joke, but it's the truth. We're like, we got to hurry up and go visit places because we don't know if they're going to be around any longer. Everywhere I wanted to go was, had some major thing happen to it. Some major natural disaster. You know, I think about Puerto Rico. I had a chance to go there, and, and, I, and then after that, they had this, that hurricane wiped them out. 
They're still recovering from that thing. New Orleans, they're still recovering from that. All around this world, things are, are, are changing, are happening. We have to wake up as a church. We have to shake ourselves out of this doldrum. Yeah, the Lord has given you a job. The Lord has given you a, 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 the opportunity of going to school and, and getting education. The God has given you work. But these are just things to maintain while we're here. God has given us gifts for the purpose of ministry first. And many of us turn our back on, on all of these resources because we're so focused in chasing the temporal that we're forsaking the eternal. So I'm, I'm done. At this time, I'm going to open up the doors of the church. And I'm going to encourage anyone who heard this message, whether online or in a building, that, that if you say that I have to change my trajectory, that, that, that I've gotten so comfortable with being uncomfortable, I've gotten so comfortable being here and, until something wakes me up out of my, we're always reminded. Sometimes we'll get so comfortable, then we recognize, then a family member will die. Then we have pain and suffering. Then we recognize that this life ain't forever. We think we're on top of the world. But then something happens that causes us to tumble back to reality. Why? Because this earth is not our home. This is Satan's domain right now. And he don't care about us. Even those in the Illuminati. I was talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's riding high. But she could still get cancer. She could die of a heart attack. She could get a stroke. Nothing prevents those things from happening when you make allegiance with the enemy. In fact, he prefers that. He will cause it if the Lord will allow it. He don't care about us, but God does. We have a Savior that loves us so much that he came to die for us. Amen. So I'm going to order, open up the doors of the church. If you heard this message and, and you feel that, you know what, I, I'm tired of the, the status quo. I'm tired of doing this the same way. I'm going to step out in faith. And I'm just say, say, Lord, just give me special prayer. Help me to reach a point in my life where I'm going to stop forsaking you. Stop setting aside the world. Stop being focused on the now. And I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'll give you special prayer. If you say to the Lord, I, I'm not, I, this is not a, a, a baptismal call. I haven't gotten there yet. This is just if you want special prayer. It's just if you have decided that I am tired of this life, that the devil's on my steps. He's, he's dogging my steps. I'm tired of this thing. I invite you to just to stand with me, and, I, and I'm going to pray with you. And for those who, who also have heard this message and decided, you know what? I want to be a Christian. I've heard what you offered as a church. I recognize that, that, that this church is, is just an institution set up by God to, 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 to spread his word, just like the Israelites. This institution is nothing more than a vehicle. We're, we're post people. We're like a post. Po we're like a, 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 the postal service. We're just spreading good news of this gospel. That's what, we're, that's what the church was, was, was risen up about. That's what we're all about, saying, I would like to be a part of that movement. And if you, if you have heard this message, I invite you to come forward and say, I would like to be baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I would like to be baptized into a movement that, that is about life. I would like to be baptized into a movement that's not about making money, that's not just teaching this, this whole uh, 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 prosperity message. Well, yeah, everybody, you do this, everybody it, it gets fat and happy. But the only one getting fat and happy is the preacher. God has a different trajectory for us.
Are we willing to, 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 to change our life? Are we willing to at least give him a chance? That's all I'm asking. Give him a chance. Give it a try. People are so quick to say, well, this doesn't have this and they don't have that. and They don't do this. They don't do that. Give God a chance. You'll be amazed on your work. He will bless you on your jobs. He will bless you in school. He will bless you wherever you go. When you, God is, when the power of heaven is behind you, you have nothing to worry about. God will open up doors. Every door that man, that, that this, this, world, this earth is, 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 is dealing with. Every, 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 you know, you think about all these millionaires. And, and the first, you know, do you realize God blessed them? They didn't just get that on their own. They just don't understand where it came from. But we know, and we know, and God is telling us, listen, it's not about, I always say this when I'm done here. You have the conversation. People say that the world gives me, put, put gold around my neck. And I always remind them that God says, the Bible says that God won't let you walk streets of gold. The world will give you a mansion in the app, but God will tell us that, that he's preparing places for us. Free housing. No rent. No taxes, no utility, nothing. All you have to do is to say, I do, and walk through. And you don't need no yacht because there won't be no more sea. And then the last thing is that we will all will be given ability to be given wings because we'll be able to fly to all, all the four corners of his universe to be able to celebrate our, 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 our sacrifice, or his sacrifice, to be able to celebrate our deliverance from, 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 from sin. People will flock from, the pen of inspiration tells us that, that, that people will flock from four corners of the earth, of, the, of his universe. They want to see these special remnant, these people that the creator of the universe crafted himself into. Do you realize that Jesus looks like us? He's a man. As well as being still alive. The same one who said, let there be life, took on humanity, took on flesh and blood. And he will be that throughout the Caesar's age of eternity. So I encourage everybody to stand at this time as I close out. And, and I pray that, that we think, is this it for me? Do, can, can my life change today? Yes, it can. All we have to do is give it over to Jesus. Please bow your heads. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for just the privilege and honor. Of, 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 of encouraging your people today. Lord, there's so much mess going on. You having children being killed. You having people being killed, adults and families being killed. You having earthquakes. You having all these things that the Bible has prophesied. But we shouldn't be dismayed by those because you've already told us, you always given us a spoiler alert. We already knew this stuff was gonna happen. Why are we so shocked when we see it? But help us to recognize that although things may happen in this world, we know that you are in control of it and that soon and very soon you're going to, the father will stand up and say, tell the sister, his, his son, now's the time, son, go and let's go gather our children. What a day that will be when heaven will be emptied and say all the heavenly hosts and all the angels will come down to this earth to gather the redeemed. We see, we, we, we have those who are out of, here, out of town for, for, for a, a memorial service that we're having tomorrow. And we know that there's pain and suffering now, but we know that the Bible's told us that soon, that, that every eye and every tear will be wiped away, that death will be no more. That's the hope that we have in, this, in, this, in, your, 
income and kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for this promise. Thank you for your hope. And Lord, I pray that you be with us this day as we leave the place, that we will be blessed and we will not forget that you are the one and you are the reason for my existence. Thank you for this hope that you've given us. These things we ask your only name. Amen. You may be seated.